Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fourth season, we're looking at Kenneth Branagh's 2011 film, Thor. I'm Matthew Fox from TheEthicalPanda.com. And I'm Andy Nelson from TheNextReal.com. And today is our final hiatus episode leading into season four of the Marvel Movie Minute. And really, this is kind of our introduction, our prelude. This is the time for Andy and I just kind of take a moment and talk about what we're going to be doing this season. And, and kind of, you know, it's the like, we're chatting for 15 minutes before we hit play on the movie. So I'm really looking forward to this. And Andy, let's kind of just get started. I think we have a lot of loyal listeners who've been back season after season. I think that we're definitely going to be, hopefully we're getting some new people, uh, some growth, folks who are super excited for Thor. What is the Marvel Movie Minute? How would you explain that to folks who are kind of new, they don't really know what this is about, they want to hear Thor content, but uh, what are we going to be doing for the next 112 episodes? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, well, this is what's so fun about these uh, Movies by Minutes podcasts, is that it gives you an opportunity to really explore and dig deep in a very passionate way uh, all of the details of a particular film. In this particular case, we're breaking down the the MCU one minute at a time, and it gives us a chance to look in great depth at what's going on within each of the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and to, and to talk about not just what's happening in the film, but kind of how the production happened to get us to that point, what was going on in the comics that kind of uh, you know, are are influencing the way things are being shaped in the film, all of that sort of stuff. So uh, it's just a chance to kind of dig even that much deeper into uh, kind of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is something that all of us here who are tuning in um, really love. I think that's such a great way to explain it. And I'll be honest, my first connection to this program was you all asked me to be a guest on uh, Iron Man the first time. Yeah, right. And when, like, this you know, it's nice to be reached out to and asked to be on a podcast. But when you told me the idea was to talk about an individual minute of Iron Man, I, I thought you were nuts. <laughs> like, I had no idea what we'd get into. And I was so impressed with what we did there and, and the way, and I really enjoyed listening to all of these, that when you asked me to, to talk about this movie, I was super excited, especially about Thor, because, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of people think of these movies, myself included to some extent, and I'll get into this when we get into Thor especially, you know, they're popcorn flicks. They're fun movies to watch in the theaters and eat some popcorn and have a fun escape for two hours. But that's about it. And I feel especially like looking back on these movies, knowing now the whole huge MCU they've grown into and knowing that these like the, the tiny detail from Iron Man plays out in an Avengers movie 12 years later or the tiny detail from this movie becomes relevant in Loki however many years later. I'm, I'm bad at math. Um, I... <laughs> I think kind of knowing all we know now about the MCU, really going deep and seeing like what were people like Kenneth Branagh, like all the different layers and layers they thought of, uh, it, it just to me makes the makes it so exciting to go into this kind of level of uh, level of analysis about a movie. It, it is. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I like doing this anyway, just really kind of exploring the production and, and what the story's doing and how they position the cameras. And like, there's so much interesting stuff happening. Uh, and, you know, I mean, we're certainly by far not the first people to do this, nor will we be the last. Uh, you know, this was a, a this movie by minute format was uh, popularized by the Star Wars minute folks. And uh, which is, I mean, they run a fantastic podcast and there are a lot of other movies by minutes out there but um yeah i just you know 
I don't know, there's something about looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the fact that it was spawned by these comics, that uh, all they kind of overlap. And when Kevin Feige came up with this idea of kind of creating a, a, a cinematic universe, which, I mean, that term wasn't around until yeah. Kevin Feige, and, and they really came up with this idea of creating a cinematic universe, of having these films that kind of are individual in and of themselves, but can lead to potential crossover films like we saw with the sixth film, The Avengers, and how it's kind of continued. It just, it allows for a lot of fun exploration and just to see how all of this unfolds. I think that's such a great point. And it's funny how much this has changed literally movie making and and TV making and uh, on-screen entertainment in general entirely. You know, it's hard to imagine that this is true, but yeah, you're right. The term cinematic universe, TV universe, these didn't really exist before. You had maybe a... you know, uh, when Law and Order would do a crossover with Chicago SVU or whatever it was, like that was mind blowing, even though it was a 10 second <laughs> thing. You know, I remember like I was super excited to see the Michael Keaton Batman movie. I'd watched Batman 66 with Adam West. I never thought they would be connected. So, sure. yeah, I think there's so much we can get into. And we'll talk about what we're excited, specifically the movie, but let's kind of do our own introductions. Um, Andy, for again, for those who are tuning in or I know you weren't on the last one, maybe haven't heard from you a lot. What's kind of your connection to this and, and sort of how you got connected to the podcasting, especially to where you come in as a Marvel fan? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, been podcasting about movies since 2011 with the next reel, you know, Pete and I started up that show and, and it just allows us to talk about at the time it was called movies we like, and we were talking about movies that we liked. And eventually we started expanding because we wanted to explore other types of movies. And so we changed the name to the next reel. And so I, I love the format of podcasting. I, I think that it allows for such interesting and personal kind of connection and exploration with any particular topic. So I don't know, I, after listening to stuff like the Star Wars Minute, I was thinking about it, I'm like, God, it'd be really fun to do the MCU films. I mean, I, I came into it, I, I read comics as a kid. Uh, I mm-hmm. didn't, I, I, was, I was one of those kids who... I had a hard time connecting with a lot of of the major comics because I always felt like I was coming in on the middle of stories and yeah. you know because these stories they span years and years and so I, what I would do is I would either buy like a, a kind of the the graphic novel collection of a number of particular stories and kind of read them that way or I was always looking for like the the special you know four issue limited series types of things and so I have like a rocket raccoon or issue limited series back from Great. the 80s when nobody knew who he was. And I, you know, just I, I was collecting a lot of strange things. And also I was I was young. I was collecting a lot of more child oriented things like I had. I was collecting all the droids comics and and things like that. So I I really enjoyed comics, but I had a very specific kind of focus. It wasn't until I got older that I started exploring a lot more um spider-man was really the first one that i really started digging into yeah and just i i loved the spider-man comics and then you know i i I dabbled in a lot of the other marvel ones but i never really got into reading them until after the movies started really coming out and and even then i i wasn't reading them that much it was more as i started this show i was like this is going to be a good opportunity to actually go back and read these stories and so when i did iron man I went back and I read hundreds and hundreds of of issues of Iron Man just to get a sense of the character and the history 
and reading about his alcoholism and all the darkness in the story, I'm like, there is so much interesting stuff going on in this particular character. I just was just completely taken by what they did. And like Incredible Hulk, I didn't end up, as you know, didn't didn't do that show. Kyle and Rob did a an incredible job, if I may say, of doing that show. But I at the same time, I was using it as an opportunity to read, like, I read everything with the abomination and all of those stories. So I found this show as a great opportunity to really kind of continue expanding my love and kind of the, the scope of my understanding of the characters as they, uh, as they are both in the comics and then also in the films, just because I, I really enjoy the stories. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a film lover. I love all types of films, Martin Scorsese included. And like, I'm just, I, I love all of it, but I also really love these, the, the Marvel films. I have so much fun watching them. Yo, I totally hear that. I, I'm also, I am a huge MCU fan. I need to confess right off the bat, and this is sort of my, my, my unfortunate history, but I promise listeners that I have become a convert. I'm the definition of a dirty casual. I knew almost <laughs> nothing about these characters. Uh, I, I didn't read many comic books as a kid or a young adult, or even now. I'm, I know these characters primarily from what I see on screen. And p- part of that's because, kind of what you talked about, the getting, the have tr- trouble getting into it. Part of it is the, my brain is just not very visual, so I've always had trouble with the, um, the, the, the visual format. And part of it's because the stories all seemed a little silly to me. Like, and again, because I think that was, my impression, you know, the 80s was that, like the friends of mine who were into comic books as a kid were really into comic books and just it never seemed to really appeal to me. And, and similarly with a lot of uh, comic book movies, I was a DC guy. I loved I grew up with uh, Superman. I loved Batman. Spider-Man was kind of cool, but I knew nothing about these characters. But then I saw a couple of the MCU movies and I started to really get hooked and Somewhere along the way, I got really into this idea of superheroes and superpowers being this fantastic way to explore, you know, the things that happen in our own world, whether it's like family connections or ethical questions or hard dilemmas or whatever it is. But just say, okay, but what happens if they have these powers? What happens to the world if they have powers? And that's really what hooked me. And I I have two podcasts I do now. They're both under that name, The Ethical Panda. One's called Superhero Ethics, where we kind of go into those kind of deeper superhero, like, ethical questions. Um, and the other's uh, Star Wars Universe podcast. And, and it's kind of funny, uh, kind of like what you were saying. It started because I, I wanted to discuss these things more. Um, my best buddy and I were realizing we were talking about these questions all the time. And both of our partners maybe encouraged us that maybe finding an outlet that wasn't talking to them about our super in-depth <laughs> theories was not the worst thing in the world. And we realized we're spending so much time talking about this all day. Anyway, let's, you know, we're egotistical fe- fellows. We might, we're egotistical folks. We, of course, other people are going to want to listen to our thoughts. So, and I've been amazed by how much it has taken off, especially in how much this becomes a conversation. And it's something why I'm so excited to be asked by you all to be a part of this project because, you know, it, it it gives me a chance to kind of not only be a part of a different kind of a podcast, but to, I know, taking part in the Discord, which I know we're going to talk about, and communicating with the members, the conversation is just so rich. And I just, for me, more than anything, I don't want podcasts to just be a conversation between the two of us. I like it when it kind of really can, just, you know, branch out and get more voices involved and stuff like that. So, yeah, so I, I kind of have a, a bumpy road of coming to this, but I'm I'm super excited that I've, uh, you know, like Paul in Damascus, I'm, I'm the... Scales have fallen from my eyes. I've discovered the glory of Thor and the and Marvel and all this. And I'm as someone who I, I'm reading some of the comic books, but still struggling with them. 
I'm really looking forward to the fact that you've done so much of that research and a lot of our guests have done so much of that research because I'm really looking forward especially to learning like how does this Thor compare to the Thor from the comic books or the Thor from mythology and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's something that I'm I'm going to be curious about too because I, I think, you know, I've been reading a lot of Thor comics. It's funny, I never had read a Thor comic ever. That is mm. one of the areas I have never touched. And so it is all new for me jumping into Thor right now, which has been yeah. fun reading these comics and kind of exploring the world with, you know, the whole Donald Blake element and just the way that that, that world moves. But I, I, my, I think that you might be coming in because uh, you've been doing a lot more of the, of the research and reading on the Norse mythology side of things. I think we have two great perspectives there. I've, we've kind of well divided up the research, as well as we have all these different guests who are bringing on, who are experts in everything from, you know, Shakespeare and, and how this movie plays into Shakespearean stuff, to we have a person who's an expert on uh, stage hair and and uh, makeup and things like that, who I know has very strong feelings about <laughs> Chris Hemsworth's wig. Uh, so it's really going to get to, you know, the kind of things that, like, you wouldn't think about, but, you know, spending 10 minutes talking about the wig and how that worked and stuff like that or that i think they there's something about they bleached his facial hair that did not yeah. work very well oh, yeah i can't wait to talk more about that <laughs> as well as just that you know that this is the groundwork for so much of the rest of the universe that i think it's just going to be great to dig into and so let's kind of use that as a segue so let's talk about thor himself and and the movie itself the character what did you know about this character like when you heard there was a Thor movie being made, what was your first thought? What how, did you go to see the movie? Were you excited about it? Were you sort of not hooked? What was kind of your appealing? At that point, I had uh, I, I missed Incredible Hulk in the theaters, but I had started seeing the rest of them. Like when I realized, oh, they're doing this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. I'm, I guess I'll go to these, and so I went and saw Thor in the theater. I don't remember. This was that point when things there a lot of movies are being converted to 3d i can't remember if i saw it in 3d it's entirely possible i did because i was uh, you know a 3d fan and so i would check that out but so i i would go and see it and i probably if memory serves i mean i remember enjoying the film i didn't know much about thor at that particular moment but i was like okay this is fun you know i i like that the marvel cinematic universe is expanding the way they are you know we started with a couple earthbound scientist superheroes and now we're moving into kind of the outer spacey more crazy sorts of fantasy sorts of things i thought they established that fairly well and so by the time we got to thor i was like you know i bought into it i i totally went along for the ride so i i, I had a great time with it and that's awesome and i think that's where again we're gonna have different perspectives that i really appreciate because again dirty casual moment here I didn't see the movie when it came out. I was kind of getting started in my career after grad school. I had a lot going on. But it I think I loved Iron Man and I loved like the the Chris Nolan Batman movies. But I still was in that place of, oh, that's a comic book movie. That's not something I'm gonna enjoy. And this big sort of super muscular guy, it just it just didn't grab me. And then I saw the Avengers movie and I thought, this is a fascinating character. And I watched that dynamic between him and Loki, and I was like, I wanna know what's happening there. And so I kind of had that already in mind when I went back and watched it. And I think even the first time I watched it, I still kind of like, you know, I watched it in the theater. I wasn't going for an in-depth view of it. And I, you know, I thought it was fine. It didn't really grab me as much. But it was when I got to see so much more of the character in the later movies and see all those seeds that were planted that I got to go back. And on the, the second or third time I watched it, really realized like, 
there's so much more to this movie than I thought there was. And and especially then when you invited me to be a part of this project, I remember thinking like, I, I think there's a lot there, but I'm I'm kind of curious. And then when I started listening to like Kenneth Branagh talk about all his thoughts about the movie, it just it, it felt like I was getting to pull back the curtain and see a whole other part of the movie that I hadn't seen before. Um, which is which is, and I guess kind of that gives my answer the second question. So I'll turn that back to you. So what did you think when you saw the movie? I, I mean, I enjoyed it, and I you know it's interesting because I, I I think my question at the time was. But when I knew the movie was coming out before I had seen it, it was like, okay, Thor is a like a Norse god. How are they going to make that work in context right. of this story that has been fairly realistic up to this point? Are all of a sudden we're going to have like a realm of gods? Like that's that seems like a strange direction to take. So I was really curious about that. And I actually really enjoyed the way that they dealt with that, how it's like, you know, it's another realm. They're essentially kind of just another race i guess you could say and as they say in the film their you know their science is just more advanced than ours so it appears like magic and i was like okay that's actually a really interesting way to describe it so when they came down here they seemed like gods they're not really gods they're just more of a super being but they're they are another being they're just they're not like the idea of a god so I liked the way that they dealt with that. I, I bought into that explanation for the story, and I thought it was actually a, a strong way to make that work. The whole idea of a Norse god as a superhero, I was like, okay, I totally buy into it. It works for me. So I ended up saying to myself, I think that these people know what they're doing as far as how they're building mm. this universe. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it because that was certainly one reason why I loved uh, Iron Man so much and, and why I loved the uh, Chris Nolan Batman movies so much. They didn't feel like comic book movies to me. They felt like, you know, Dark Knight is still one of my, forgive me, I'm quoting, um, I'm supporting DC on a Marvel podcast. <laughs> but I, I tend <laughs> hey, to that's really, a great movie. That's fine. Ecumenical in my love, yeah. <clears throat> to me, Dark Knight is a movie about city law enforcement professionals trying to figure out how to deal with corruption while someone is coming along to, you know, blow open the doors of everything that they think about what is right or wrong. And and someone, one of the people who happens to be fighting crime is wearing a cape, you know, but it felt like a very, in the same way, Iron Man, like you said, it felt like the powers were ridiculous, but you didn't have, if you, you sort of said like, okay, what if, what if science could do just like 5% more than it could, or maybe 50%, I'm not a scientist, but, you know, it, <laughs> it didn't feel completely otherworldly. It didn't feel like the impression that I'd gotten from comic books, that like I said, by now I have realized this was not accurate, but that I had now, it, it didn't feel like the kind of, well, check all your assumptions at the door, nothing matters, nothing's real, no character development, etc., and I think you're right. I think for me, Thor felt the most like, okay, now this is God's. Now we're going back into space. But the movie does so much to ground it in the real world. And especially with having so much of it be the the fish out of water stories, which is one I always love in terms of Thor having to deal with life without his powers. Um, and, and as well as, and it's something we'll talk about, I think, a lot during the show. And I know I've heard Branagh talk about this a lot. Once I realized that at the heart of this movie, it wasn't about capes, it wasn't about beautiful hair and pectorals, although he's a beautiful man, no argument there. (laughs) It it wasn't about the powers, it was about two sons figuring out if their father loved them and trusted them, and, and realizing the rivalry that their father has kind of engendered between the two of them. And when I was able to see it that way and be able to see, like, wait, this is an incredibly human story. This is a story that... 
I've never carried a big hammer, but I have a sibling. I have a parent. I have things we can relate to here. I think that really hooked me, you know, so much more when I kind of understood, like, that's really what's going on in this movie. There's a lot of that. I think I think that your reaction there is one of the ones that makes especially Thor so interesting. Because, I mean, really, look at it. Thor is the is the film that established the character Loki that has been with us since. And yeah. that is a very rare occurrence in Marvel films to have a villain that kind of continues to last that long. They usually get killed or get locked up. And and right. yeah, we, we might we might see uh Michael Keaton pop up at some point again, who knows? But it's it's very rare to have a villain continue as as long as as Loki has. And I think yeah. that is a really interesting element that's gonna be fun to explore uh in this film. And so and, and the way that they've they've kind of created it. And also just talking about the changes they've made, like instead of having Jane Foster be a nurse, have her be a scientist. I think that's a great step forward that really did also help find a way to ground it in earth and the earth science that we're uh, kind of using as our foundation on that side of the story. I I think that's very true. And it also allows me to name kind of what I think was one of my other prejudices I brought into the movie, which was as a hardcore star Wars fan, I did not have the fondest memories of Natalie Portman's acting <laughs> when <laughs> seeing this movie for the first time. And, and I think we're going to get into it a lot. I think sometimes the, the chemistry between her and Chris Hemsworth is not as good as, it, as, as maybe it could have been or couples in some other movies. But I think she gives a much more nuanced and much better performance than I ever saw. And to me, also, like, realizing, like, Darcy is a character who we really have just kind of rediscovered now with uh, WandaVision. You know, she's, she gets her start here. Uh, and, and getting to see, like, all these little characters who just pop up for five, ten seconds or, like, small parts in the movie and how they planted the seeds for what becomes. I mean, I think Asgard is probably, after Earth, the planet we've spent by far the most time on in, in the MCU in general. Am I, am I right on that, do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, considering we really haven't spent that much time on other than, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, Asgard certainly is the one that we've been to the most. Right. Yeah, most of, we've gone to Titan a little bit. We've gone to some other, you know, yeah. a particular movie might go to a planet. But yeah. it's the only one that's really become a, a regular part of the MCU. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In those cases, it's usually like we go to a place for a scene to happen mm-hmm. and then they go to a different place for a different scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think you're most excited to explore? Uh, not kind of one thing, but what are some of the because the the- I think one of the things we're going to do is we're not just going to do here's everything what happens in a minute. Um, I- I've been kind of describing this uh, podcast to a lot of my friends is, you know, the tangent minute in that we're going to take like we're going to try and each minute, like go over the things that happen that minute. But there might be one five seconds of a shot or a line that just sends us off into 10 minutes of discussing like what the director meant or the acting or the, the, how that ties into Norse mythology or something like that. So I think so. And, and we're going to be very open to see what our guests want to take us to and things like that. But as we've, we've been working a lot to kind of come up with some ideas, of what we want to talk about, what do you think are the things you're most excited that we're going to explore this season? You know, I love the, uh, the filmmaking side of it and kind of what they, the process they go into, like coming up with how they're creating all of these different elements, the locations, the, uh, the way that they settle on how each of the characters are going to look. I find all of that stuff so interesting. And then the way it ends up getting constructed and the deleted scenes, like yeah. why did they cut? 
a particular scene? Why did they, you know, did they ever even shoot this thing that happened to be in the script? Like those are those elements that I, I find so interesting to explore. But I, kind of as I was alluding to earlier, one of the things I'm most excited to explore is kind of like where are those comic book connections? Like, yeah. you know, I've been reading a lot of the the Thor comics and and finding those little seeds that have been dropped in various stories over the decades and going, oh, that's interesting. So that's how that's how the frost giants looked when they were first created and this is where they get to by the time the film is out like how did they take that journey like I, there's there's so many little things like that that i just i really look forward to, uh, to digging into and, and here's why i think we're going to be so well matched forgive me for bringing you on our own podcast but <laughs> because those are things i am not uh, at all connected to the movie making business at all and so those are a lot of stuff that goes way over my head and even just kind of hearing you discuss it already or uh, when we were discussing on Iron Man, I feel like I learned so much. So I, I, I hope our listeners will. I think I'm really going to learn a lot from that. And and I think the comic book knowledge would be so interesting because, again, I, I, I've been studying, but also I have a long history with the Norse gods, both in terms of uh, studying the mythology, but also the, the modern day uh, practices. I in another very different part of my life, I have a theological background and very interfaith background, and I've spent some time studying and working with um, the, the neo-pagan communities, and, and some of which are, uh, they often refer to themselves as Asatru or heathen, but the people who, for them, these stories are not ancient myths. They are the, you know, religious stories that they find meaning in, the way others would find meaning in, you know, whatever their religious texts are. And I remember being at a party, actually, many years ago. I think it's when I was still in grad school or coming to the end of grad or soon after. And we just heard that the movie Thor had been announced that was going to be made. And I was talking to one person who was a hardcore comics person and another person who was a very strong, like religious devotee of Thor. And they were arguing about which one of them was going to be more offended if this movie got it wrong, (laughs) which was just this like hilarious moment, but also kind of just this great illustration of where the character of Thor sits, you know, in terms of, uh, I mean, first of all, we're going to get into this a little bit, like even just the question of like, did Stan Lee or Jack Kirby create Thor? There's a lot of kind of drama about that. That'll be fun to dive into. But realizing like they're basing it on stories that are 1200 years old and that have been mythologized and 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 held there. So I think that's going to be great, great stuff to explore and to kind of see what does it mean to have a character kind of balanced in those two. Right. There's there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of interesting uh, fodder that I think we're going to find in all of these different elements that we'll be able to talk about. So I, I have a feeling we will have bountiful conversation. and I'm, I'm excited that we're going to have a lot of interesting guests to talk with. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't wait to kind of explore just all of the different aspects of the story with all of these people. It's going to be it's going to be a fun season. I think one thing I'm particularly excited about uh, on my ethics podcast, we often get into the topic of villains because, you know, Heroes can be kind of boring. Villains are the interesting ones, I think, sometimes. Like, not always, but, you know, moral grayness is interesting to me. And I, it's one thing for a person to just be a mustache twirler and wahaha, I want to conquer the world. I love the character who thinks they're justified. I love the character who thinks they are the hero. And I feel like Loki is absolutely in, like, the top triumph. You know, if there's a Mount Rushmore of villains who think they're heroes— and who've had a journey over the course, you know, I mean, by the TV show Loki, he is straight up a hero. To me, I'm so excited to really be able to dive into that because obviously, uh, uh, spoiler warning, you know, so much <laughs> of this movie revolves around Loki doing villainous things. Yeah. But in a way that the movie went, manages to make us feel very sympathetic towards him 
in, in a way that sort of by the end of it, I, I am, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun hearing your perspective and other perspectives, I feel very morally torn about Loki, uh, just in this movie and especially knowing where he goes later. And so I'm really excited to kind of dive more into that because I think that there's just so much richness in terms of like the terrible things Loki does, but also the, living in the shadow of Thor, who's, you know, if I had to choose an older sibling, not my first choice um the way that odin his father kind of treats him and lies to him about his childhood like i think there's just there's so much just family drama there that i'm, I'm just really excited for us to dive into that's gonna be a lot of fun kind of that shakespearean uh heightened story aspect of it so yeah i, I completely hear you there it's gonna be fun definitely any other kind of last things you're excited about or particular guests you want to kind of give give a sneak preview of that we're you're looking forward to I, you know, I, I, it would be hard to pick because I, I think we have so many interesting guests with such a variety of backgrounds, whether it's filmmaking backgrounds or, or kind of storytelling backgrounds, uh, you know, Norse mythological backgrounds, Shakespeare. I, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for us to have exciting conversations with all of them. And uh, yeah, so I'm just excited to start digging in and, and kind of see what we come up with as far as this movie goes. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, I'm excited. You're excited. Hopefully some of our listeners are excited. And I know the listeners can always just be listeners. You're certainly welcome to do that. But one way to kind of really directly plug in is through membership. And Andy, I know you've kind of been changing around the, the membership model a little bit for this particular season. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, it is. It is changing slightly. We're still we're going to get it all locked in and you'll be able to find out on the website kind of all the specifics of it. But um, in addition to the monthly support, we're now going to be providing an opportunity to support annually. You can get a discount, actually, if you sign up to support by paying for a year at a time. You know, we love delivering content to our listeners that is uh, free of the ads you don't want to have to hear. We also love producing this show for you, but it does take time and money. And so that's just something that uh, we do is, is, is create these memberships. And if you want to become an Asgardian champion and help us out by becoming a member for this season, we'd appreciate it. Uh, membership is uh, five bucks a month or you get the discount as i said and you get bonus content early access to the shows we're going to be live streaming all the shows and so you'll have access to the live streams stickers more there'll be all sorts of stuff you can learn more at truestory.fm slash marvel movie minute just click on the button that says membership awesome yeah i think that's a a really exciting thing you all are doing in terms of you know everyone can listen to this but for people who this whole podcast is about diving deeper so if you want to dive deeper with us as we dive deeper uh memberships are gonna be a great way to do that so that's a lot of diving yeah exactly <laughs> we just watched the olympics we got inspired that's by right that, so. that's right <laughs> andy any other kind of last comments you want to make no i think that's it so uh let's uh let's head on out of here and we can uh catch up with everybody over in episode one Sounds good. Well, please remember that uh, Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM. It's engineering by Andy Nelson. The show's, mu show's music is One Last Ride by Martin. I really hope by the end of this season I don't know how to pronounce it. I know. Puringer. Find the show at truestory.fm. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for the show. It's a great way to help other people join the conversation, to help other people find it, and just make this a bigger conversation, and we all win from that. So... Thank you all so much. Andy, thank you again for having a part of this. And thanks to all our fans for your support. Have a good day. Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is One Last Ride by Martin Puringer. Find the show at truestory.fm. And if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, 
consider doing that for this show. 